time management and energy management are two distinct but interconnected aspects of productivity and your well-being. So we're going to break down the differences between the two and then, you know, kind of explore some tips and ideas to help you do better in both areas. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rianne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. As always, it's me, Ray Ann Mullins, your host, and you know that I am so happy that you are here today. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you need more time or more energy? So let me explain. Like, do you feel like you, you know, if you just had a few more hours a day, you could accomplish everything you wanted to? Or do you feel like if you had more energy, you could accomplish everything without extra time? So I think a lot of people immediately would answer more time and I need more time because yes, it feels like time is absolutely going too fast. So fast each year, it feels like it just gets faster and faster and faster. And it can feel like there is no time to get anything done. Can I get an amen there? I probably have been there. Maybe you're there now. And so as I've told you before, the biggest complaint that I hear from people that I work with is that they don't have enough time to exercise or they don't have enough time to go to bed early because they're so busy that they're, you know, staying up late or they don't have time to get to the grocery store or they don't have time to menu, you know, make a menu or to meal prep and so on and so on. But what if you actually like looked at your time in a different way? What if instead of wishing for more time, you were able to better manage your time and better yet, what if you switch your thinking from needing more time to seeking more energy? So let's go ahead and break down today the difference between time management and energy management. But first, I want to tell you something. Um, I was recently diagnosed as having adult ADHD. And I'm uh, clearly, I'm very high functioning. I've made it through life this far and, you know, things are fine, but I was really feeling scattered and like I was running in circles all day long. Now, when I first was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, one of my biggest complaints was brain fog. And so when I say brain fog, that is actually a different feeling than what I've been feeling. It's like, it's not really a fog so much. It's more like having too much in my head. Right. And it's just really starting to wear me out. Um, I've been, I've been constantly just like buzzing in my head with all the things I want to do and all the things I should be doing. And then I just like shut down and get nothing done. Right. I have so many ideas for like programs, a book, more retreats, a climbing event that I want to host, 
um, collaborations with other coaches, video ideas, and and more. Like I have so many things in my mind that are constantly like going. And so my brain is constantly, constantly, constantly going. But, you know, I was, well, and I am still struggling to figure out like how to do all of the things. So before I decided to get tested for ADHD, um, I honestly just thought I was not organized. I, I mean, okay, I'm not super organized, but I'm kind of organized in my own crazy, messy way. Like it may appear that I'm messy and scattered. Like if you were to walk in my office and look at my desk or um, even my car sometimes, you might think I'm an unorganized, like just mess, right? But I know where all the pieces are. I just have a hard time not creating more stuff. And I don't really mean like stuff, material, material stuff, but I mean, in my head, you know, I keep coming up with more and more ideas and the more ideas I come up with, the less successful I feel because it seems like I have more ideas than I do have time or energy. Right. And that's what made me start to really think about this. I'm like, you know, is it that I need more time or that I need to manage my energy better, better? Or in this case, I was really hoping, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was really hoping that I would get a diagnosis of ADHD and they would be like, here's this miracle pill and you're going to be all better and everything's going to be fine. And you're going to get everything done and it's going to be a miracle. Well, we all know that there's no such thing as a miracle, right? So anyway, I got the testing done and found out that indeed I could be classified, even though there's quite a spectrum here, as having, um, you know, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And it really explained a lot to me though. Like my hyperness, which I thought was just energy and maybe good health and a good personality, you know, it, it doesn't actually always serve me. My attention deficit, though, is not good because I have a hard time staying on course with one thing. You know, I love to create, like I already told you, and I like to create more and more. Or or I'll be in the middle of something, have an idea, and I switch what I'm doing. So I'm constantly task switching, which I know is a terrible way to manage your time, but it's almost like no matter how hard I tried to follow, like, a schedule or a timer or whatever, I was really struggling to do that. No matter what I would promise, you know, I've had many people of therapists, I've had all kinds of people say to me, well, just pick one thing and work on it. And I'm like, yeah, easier said than done. I know that. Like, I know I'm supposed to pick one thing and focus on it. I know I teach that. And in fact, I'm going to suggest it to you here in a little bit, but I really was struggling to actually do it. You know, to, I mean, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I was actually having a very, very hard time getting it done. So, and by the way, if you've ever taken a class with me, like any exercise class, or maybe even been on a workshop with me or done a program with me, you'll know that I'm constantly changing my mind a lot, especially with workouts. Like I'll add an exercise, you know, and, and you're, if you've been with me a long time working out, you're probably laughing yourself because you're like, oh my gosh, she's always like, oh, let's do one more thing. <laughs> oh wait, let's do one more thing. And sometimes it ends up being three to four more things. That one thing turns into three or four more things and they even might change before the end of the workout. 
So honestly, I just thought this was me being goofy and fun. And it was kind of like a gift, right? Like I had so many ideas that I could come up with on the fly. And it kind of served me because I think even though it might annoy some people in my workouts, um, I was always coming up with ideas to make the workout better. Like it wasn't that I couldn't figure out what to do. It was actually that as I was going along and seeing the people, I'd be like, whoa, like I know how to make this even better for them. So it was actually a good thing, but, you know, it served me in some areas, but not in other areas. It was actually becoming a problem for me. So once I got the diagnosis, it was up to me to to decide, you know, how I wanted to handle it. And this is very, very new. So I may talk about this again and have a completely different take on it, but this is where I am currently. Um, so here, the options they gave me were like, okay, I mean, you could do some therapy to figure out like why, you know, what's going on? Like, why is this especially a problem now? Um, you can do like a time management course. I got to admit, I rolled my eyes. I mean, politely in my head, I rolled my eyes when they suggested that. Um, oh, and I could buy a special planner to help me plan my days and stay organized. Hmm, rolled my eyes at that too. And here are the other options. You could take some herbs or take medication. Okay. So I admit, like I told you earlier, I went into this appointment knowing I've already done the things, right? I've done the time management courses. I've been to therapy. I've tried essential oils. I've tried herbs. Um, I have done a lot of personal self-development over the years to help figure this out. So I had gone in there already deciding and knowing that I actually wanted medication at this point. And, you know, I thought about actually making this episode all about medication. Like why are people so against medication and the pros and cons of it? Um, but overall I'm actually not very much pro medication. So even my husband was so shocked when I said, I just want to take something for this. I'm just ready. I've done all the things I'm ready for medication. And he was a little surprised by that, but anyway, I got it. Right. And can I tell you, I love, I love the reaction I get or what the medication does to me. When I take it, I feel like the most focused, calm, smartest person alive. And, you know, it's weird because I'm able to like sit down and work on one thing. I can, I can do it. Like I have not been able to do that in years. Right. And so anyway, I was, I love it. Right. I'm able to like get done with a whole project in one, like one sitting, I feel like I can see all of my projects and ideas in like an organized files in my head. I feel like calm about working on one thing. I don't freak out about the other thing needing to be done. I'm able to just focus. Um, I'm calm about it. I feel put together is kind of the words that I come to my brain. Okay. So you would think awesome, done, check, miracle pill found, right? But you knew there'd be a but. But then I started feeling some side effects. Like, like this all just happened in the last couple of weeks, right? So this is still, like I said, pretty new. But the first couple of days I took the medication, and by the way, I'm only taking it on the days that I need it. The first couple of days I took it, the only thing I noticed was the positives and maybe a little bit of jitteriness, because it is a stimulant medication. So kind of like you've had just had too much coffee, but 
I kind of like that feeling, by the way. So I was like, sweet. I didn't have to drink a bunch of coffee and I still have that same effect and I'm focused and I'm getting stuff done. This is amazing. So amazing. But then I started noticing, you know, every time I've taken it and I don't, because I don't take it daily, I only take it, like I said, on the days that I need it. It's like almost every time after those first two days, something I've noticed something new and not in a good way. Um, one of the things that I really notice is I have a really, really bad stomach ache, like really bad, like just sharp pains, like under my ribs, kind of like gas pains or whatever, but like just really painful stomach ache. And the other thing is I, I can't eat. Like I do not want food at all. Okay. And which for me, they said that might happen, but I didn't believe it because nothing makes me want to stay away from food. I was like, yeah, right. We'll see. Well, guess what? It does. Like, I don't want to eat. Food doesn't taste good. I don't even want to, I want to just keep working. Like I get in this zone. So anyway, um, after, you know, thinking about my priorities in my life and what I believe in and what I teach, right. I've decided not to take the medication anymore. Okay. And I'm going to go back to trying something more natural. So actually just yesterday, I went to a local herbalist and picked up some supplements that are supposed to be just as effective as the medication that I was given. In fact, the woman gave me all kinds of statistics and information about people switching from medication, things like Adderall, to these specific supplements. So I'm not going to say what they are yet because I'm going to experiment a little bit more. But if you personally are dealing with this and you don't want to be on medication or maybe you're on ADHD medication and you want to switch and get off of it, then please contact me and I can give you some information. But I don't really want to promote it publicly at this moment. Like I'm happy to share and tell you my experience, but I'm not going to say the names of them yet until I have a a better handle on what I think is going to work the best for me. So anyway, I left yesterday. I immediately took a few capsules um, when I left the store because, because I had volleyball practice yesterday. And volleyball practice and games are one of my hardest times to focus. And I don't want to let down my team by not being able to focus on what's going on. So I wanted to see if it worked. And guess what? It was great. And I fell right to sleep last night when I turned off the light. So, you know, with the other medication, I couldn't sleep. I was feeling jittery, which... I know I said I didn't really mind, but it was affecting me more than I thought. My stomach was hurting and I couldn't eat. So, so far, just a couple days, well, yesterday and today so far. So this is what I'm telling you, brand new, brand new information. Probably shouldn't even be talking about it yet because I don't want to jinx it. (laughs) But um, so far, so good. Don't have a stomach ache. It's great. So we'll see. But the reason I'm telling all all of this to you is because before I found out for sure that I was having some attention and hyperactivity issues, I would have told you that I was too busy and needed an extra four hours a day to do what I wanted to do each day. But really, I was just wasting time and energy. I'm doing my best to find a happy balance. And so I thought it would be a good idea just to share this information with you too. So I don't always mean to just go on these big, long stories about myself, but the reason I tell them to you is just to kind of relate how this information, you know, fits into my life. And I just want, you know, I'm just really a real person. I love to coach people and help them, but I have my own struggles. We all do, you know, and I just want to share that with you so that you understand that if you feel like me, then there's someone else out there that, you know, feels like that. So 
Time management and energy management are two distinct but interconnected aspects of productivity and your well-being. So we're going to break down the differences between the two and then, you know, kind of explore some tips and ideas to help you do better in both areas. So time management is, um, you know, revolves around efficient, like efficiently allocating and using the 24 hours in a day. It's about making the most of your available time, um, making sure that tasks are completed and that goals are achieved. Time management requires some planning and prioritizing to maximize your productivity, right? So that makes all sense. It's just like looking at your day and deciding, you know, when things are going to get done, how they're going to get done and setting some goals around your day. Energy management, though, is all about optimizing your physical, mental, and emotional energy levels, okay? It's about understanding when you're most productive and ensuring that you have the vitality to, you know, tackle all of your tasks effectively. Energy management focuses also on maintaining a high level of sustained energy throughout the day, rather than just squeezing as much as possible into like a limited you know, time frame. So let's jump into just a few tips for better time management. First up, you know, when it comes to your time, it's really important to prioritize your tasks. Okay. We all have the same amount of hours in a day and there's going to be things that are more urgent than others that need to get done. Right. Clearly there's some things that are on a time limit Um, or, you know, some kind of deadline. So clearly you need to look at your day and prioritize. So start your day by identifying your most important tasks. So these are the tasks that will, you know, make the most significant impact on your goals um, or whether, you know, whether your goal is completing your job, like doing it well, you know, well with your job at work, or maybe it's your health goals or, you know, depending on where you are in life, whatever that goal is. Okay. And you want to make sure you tackle them when your energy is the highest. Okay. For most people, this is in the morning, but that's not actually always true for everybody. Some people's best, most energetic time might be, you know, around noon or mid afternoon or late afternoon. It's important to figure out when you feel the most focused and the most energy, especially if you do anything creatively you know, writing, um, or doing, working on projects or doing art or whatever your you know thing is, that's creative, find your most creative or most energetic time of the day where you can really time manage that so that you can get those important things done at that time. The second thing, the second tip is to set time blocks. Okay. I actually have been doing this for a long time. It sort of helps me. <laughs> and it's like, why am I sharing this with you? If it sort of helps me? Well, for a long, long time, like I told you, I've been really struggling with like focus. So when I practice this, this technique, I actually do pretty well because it's in short periods. So what there's a, actually a technique called the Pomodoro technique. And it's where you set 25 minutes of focused work and follow that by a five minute break. So when you do this, you just basically decide which thing you're going to work on you set a timer for 25 minutes and you just work on that one thing for 25 minutes straight. When your alarm goes off, you turn off the alarm, reset it for five minutes and either do something else or get up and walk around. 
um, run to the restroom, do jumping jacks, do push-ups, whatever, whatever thing you want to do, but spend five minutes taking a mental break. Then you can either continue working on that same project for another 25 minutes, or you can switch to something else. But during that 25 minutes, the whole goal is to only work on the one thing at a time. Okay. So now that I have been, well, like I said, I tried this with my medication actually, and now I'm not going to be on the medication, but with, with these supplements, I am trying this again. So actually I sat down and made the whole podcast like timeline today. And I did that in less than 25 minutes while, you know, it's really focusing. So I really do believe it works. And if you need a little supplement to help you along the way, go for it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, this can help you make the most of your time without feeling totally overwhelmed with all of the tasks that you have to get done. All right. The third tip I have for time management is to limit distractions. Okay. You need to identify and then minimize things that are wasting your time, distractions that are like wasting your time. For example, your phone dinging every time somebody comments on your Facebook post or ding when you get an email or ding, somebody liked your Instagram post or whatever. Okay. So turning off notifications is my number one tip. That is huge for me. The other thing that I do is I keep my phone on do not disturb for a lot of my day because um, you know, my kids might call, which I'm not trying to ignore them. Like they'll leave me a message and I'll, I'll notice if they need me, but I don't have time just to chit chat when I'm focused, you know? So if I don't want to chit chat, I turn off my ringer or, or put my phone on do not disturb. So you could do that too. Also creating a clutter-free workspace is a great idea because, you know, for me, I told you I'm a little bit messy, like on my desk. If my desk is too messy, I'm going to notice in the corner of my eye, something that is more interesting than the thing I'm working on. And I bet you, you do that too. So if you just clear off your desk and work on the one thing, it's really, really going to help just limit the distractions. Also make sure you're setting boundaries with your colleagues or family members. So like I just said, like my daughter will call me like all day long and it's getting better, but, and I don't want to sound like a jerk. I mean, I love to talk to her and I love that she wants to call and tell me stuff, but sometimes it was like five, six times a day and I would just be getting in the zone of working and my phone would ring. And I'm not going to, I don't want to ignore my kid. Right. So I'd answer it. And then, you know, 20 minutes gone. And then it would take me another 20 minutes to get refocused. And then I'd work. So here I am wasting, you know, 40 to 60 to 80 minutes of getting nothing done all because I'm distracted, but also because I didn't set boundaries. So I actually did set some boundaries. I said, you know what, during these hours, I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb. If there's an emergency or something's wrong, get in touch with your dad, you know, and then he can let me know. And that's no big deal. So you can do the same thing. Maybe, you know, if you have an office, shut the door, you know, like for that 25 minute time when you need to work on a project or just let people know that, you know, Hey, for the next hour, I really need to be serious. I need to get some work done. So unless there's a, you know, a fire, please um, don't disturb me. All right. And then there's a couple other things you could do is like use some apps. There's all kinds of apps out there that help you with productivity um, with timing or um, just giving you tips, or even some people like to listen to certain kinds of music so that they can stay focused and um, they like that. Okay. Oh, and one more thing, if you want to, you could go as far as getting website blockers So if you're somebody that just constantly wants to go to Google or you have like 
an obsession with like Amazon or eBay or something like that, maybe go ahead and set some timers and block certain websites during the time that you need to be getting work done. Now, I think that's going a little far, but if you want to do that, rock on. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do that because I just don't think that's necessary, but you never know. All right. So those are the tips for better time management. You prioritize your tasks. Okay. Make sure they get done. Set some time blocks, limit distractions. Those are my three biggest tips for you when it comes to time management. Okay. So let's get into the tips for better energy management. So if you're here and you're somebody with Hashimoto's, maybe hypothyroidism, or really any chronic disease or condition, energy management needs to be a top priority to you. Okay. How you feel day to day will come down to how you're treating your body and your mind. Energy management is the way to ensure that you'll feel fresh and well. Okay. Energy management to me takes priority over time management. Okay. Even though they really go hand in hand. So my first tip for you around managing your energy is sleep. Sleep is our absolute superstar recovery tool. Hands down, most important thing that we can do for our body, for our energy, for our any health condition, um, to grow muscles, sleep. We are meant to sleep. This is so important. So you need to ensure that you're getting sufficient and quality sleep each night. You know, it's suggested that you aim for seven to nine hours of sleep so that you can recharge your physical body and your mental body, your mental energy. Okay. Now seven to nine hours is just kind of the general recommendation. And for me, you know, I love eight hours. Eight hours is a sweet spot for me. I can do okay on seven. Eight is perfect. Nine is a little too much. Okay. So just experiment and figure out what time you need to go to bed so that you can get the amount of sleep that you need. So it's really important to create a bedtime routine and maintain a consistent sleep schedule to to improve the quality of sleep, all right? When you prioritize sleep by going to bed early and waking up at a consistent time each day, you're gonna have a better sleep schedule and your body's gonna get used to that, okay? And this consistent sleep schedule helps regulate your circadian rhythm, ensuring that you wake up feeling refreshed and energize so you can have a productive, great day. Okay. So optimize your sleep. So if you're already like getting a certain number of sleep or hours of sleep, then maybe think about, you know, what is the quality of that sleep? Yeah. Maybe you're in bed seven hours, but how good is that seven hours? Okay. There's ways to improve that. My second tip is to take regular breaks and little movement breaks throughout the day. So I highly believe in incorporating short breaks and just some physical activity into your day. Okay. Stand up, stretch, take a short walk at least every hour. Okay. Now, remember I was telling you just a few minutes ago about the Pomodoro method where you set a 25 minute timer and then you have five minutes to take a break. This is a great time. You know, I said something like, I think I said, you can do jumping jacks or pushups. Well, I believe in that. So if you were to follow the Pomodoro method, so you can focus on one task for 25 minutes, and then you have five minutes, I highly recommend using that five minutes to get up, move around. Maybe it's walk around your house one time or go to the mailbox and back or around the office or seriously stand up and do some jumping jacks. 
I mean, who cares if people will look at you, <laughs> right? Who cares? Um, do some push-ups against the wall or get down on the floor. Do some kind of physical activity. It's going to help really boost your energy and prevent that like energy slump, especially in the afternoon. Okay. These little brief moments can really reinvigorate your body and your mind. So make sure at least every hour, um, I would say twice an hour. I mean, it's not really that hard to do. It's just making yourself do it. And by the way, we all know that getting more steps in throughout the day, just like regular movement, it doesn't even have to be jumping jacks and pushups. If you just get up and walk around the room, just pace around, you're getting more steps. You're getting more overall movement for the day. So that's actually very good for um, fat loss as well. Okay. My third tip for energy management is you're going to be really surprised when I say this, but to maintain a healthy, balanced diet and stay hydrated. Okay. It's very important to pay attention to what you eat. And be sure to incorporate energy-boosting foods, okay? For instance, make sure you're eating enough protein with your meals. You know, have some things like healthy fats, like nuts. Um, enjoy some fruits and some leafy greens. You know, have a big salad and protein for lunch. That's going to help provide sustained energy for your afternoon, okay? And do your best to avoid heavy, like greasy lunches that might lead to the energy like a low energy slump or crash in the afternoon. So what you eat has a direct impact on how you feel. If you are skipping meals, right? Skipping meals or only eating low nutrient foods. Okay. Like maybe you had a bagel and coffee for breakfast. Okay. Well, where's the protein? You know, where's the fiber? Like that's not going to give you sustainable energy throughout the day. We need to add to that meal. So if you love a bagel, then throw some egg and bacon and cheese on it, which somebody right now just heard me say that. And they're like, what? Does that make it unhealthy? And I'm like, no, it makes it balanced. It makes it sustainable. It makes it last longer. Okay. So at lunch, you know, having like, you don't have to have a salad every day, but like, just make sure you're getting a full meal. Don't be having a little teeny tiny salad thinking you're going to be good. No, you're going to have no energy. And then later your willpower is going to go out the door and you're going to end up eating more than you want to. And then you're going to feel guilty and it's going to start all over. So not only is having a balanced, healthy diet great for your body and your physique, but it's for your overall energy. And we when we have more better energy, you're going to be more likely to exercise or you'll have more energy to plan a menu or more energy to do some meal prep. You see how this is going? It all flows together. Okay. And then my fourth tip is to be careful to not overtrain your body. Okay. If you don't exercise at all, then you're probably not at risk for overtraining your body. But I know a lot of people that listen to this and a lot of people in my world like to exercise and tend to be more on the maybe over exercising portion, okay, or the side of the spectrum. So, you know, it's fine if you love to exercise, but be careful that you're not doing too much. When we are overtrained, we can get, you know, obviously things like muscle aches and joint pain, but we can also get anxiety, um, sleeplessness. Actually, the more overtrained you get, the less you can sleep. You might get brain fog, which leads to low energy. You can have blood sugar imbalances, which leads to low energy. 
And there's all kinds of other, you know, unpleasant side effects. So instead, be sure to get adequate strength training, some cardio, and lots of recovery time. People who overexercise will run out of steam eventually, okay? And, you know, either they'll run out of steam or they'll get injured because at some point your body is going to say, hell no, stop it, okay? So either plantar fasciitis, a bad knee, a bad back, you know, this happens and it's your warning signal to slow down. And you know what? I'm there personally right now. I am definitely... Um, learning or leaning kind of into the too much between my volleyball team and practices, which is very active, by the way. I'm hitting balls. I'm running around. I'm constantly moving. It's not hard. It's not like an intense workout, but it's movement. Like I get five to 6,000 steps at every single practice. So it's kind of like adding an extra workout in, you know, sort of, kind of. Then I do my weights and I teach cycle classes. And so Right now, one of my warning signals is that lately when I'm teaching cycle classes, and if you've been there, maybe you've noticed I start petering out, around 25 to 28, 29 minutes in, I start feeling shaky. I start feeling a little nauseous and my legs kind of feel like they're done. That is such a major warning sign. So I have to say to you right now, I need to be better about listening to that. So lately I've either been getting off the bike or just slowing down and not really finishing the class that much, but I need to take it. I need to be better than that too, and actually take some days off. So this weekend I'm actually taking, I'm taking four days off, no exercise other than sitting in the mountains and maybe hiking a little bit, but really slow and easy and just chilling. So you need that too. Okay to preserve our energy. We want to make sure we're not overtraining our body. And if we are, we need to recognize it and stop it and then spend some time recovering. Okay. So remember that both time and energy management are interconnected. When you manage your time well, you free up more time for activities that recharge your energy. Likewise, when you maintain high energy levels, you can make the most of your time. So it's all about finding the harmony between the two to live a productive and fulfilling life. So if you feel like, you know, you just listen to this and you're like, okay, well, I'm already doing most of the things that she just suggested for time and energy management, then it's time, you know, to do a lifestyle audit. Like if you, if you're like, okay, well, I'm already doing all that stuff, but I'm still feeling like I have no time to get anything done, or I'm still feeling exhausted at the end of the day, or I'm still, you know, craving sugar at night, because by the way, that's a hint that you need to work on your energy management. So if you're feeling like that, I um, would love for you to spend a few days tracking how you spend your time, what you eat, and how you're sleeping. So, you know, like, what are you doing every day? What are you actually doing? Are you really doing what you say you're doing or are you not? You know, are you really eating a balanced diet? Are you really getting in bed early enough? Are you really not drinking coffee all day? Are you getting enough sunlight? Are you expressing your feelings to your partner or to your friends? Are you recovering enough from your workouts? So be totally honest with yourself and see if there's like a piece missing. Once you see this, you can start to decide where you need to spend more time like focusing, you know, prioritize what you need to work on. Do you need more time management or do you need more energy management? So I know for me that when I'm not feeling great or I feel like my energy is really low, I do a lifestyle audit. 
you know, I ask myself what I'm doing and where I need to spend more time focusing. So recently, like I just told you, I've been watching, um, well, I didn't tell you this just now, but I have been watching more TV a little bit later than normal. So that would be an example of an area that I could, you know, flag and decide whether or not to work on it. I don't have to. I mean, I can stay up. I'm only staying up about 30 minutes later than normal. Um, and I don't really know why we just got into some shows and we just keep, you know, we get into bed and it's like just a relaxing time. And, but I end up getting a little bit more wired watching TV. So I have a decision to make, you know, am I going to keep doing that and getting, you know, 30 minutes less of sleep or is it important enough to me to turn off the TV at 10 PM, no matter what, and like go to sleep. Right. So, you know, I told you, like, I haven't really been feeling that well, like during and after a workout. So especially during the cycle class. So I have to decide, you know, what am I doing right now that is creating that, you know, do I need better sleep? Um, is there something going on with my supplements? Um, am I drinking too much coffee? Like what is actually going on? So that's what I recommend you do is if you're either not feeling well, or you feel like you're not getting anything done at work or at home, and you just feel like you're spinning your wheels a lot, it's time for a lifestyle audit. And you can do this by yourself, literally take a piece of paper and just jot down what you do all day. You know, like what time, what did you do? Just write down a whole journal sheet of your whole day. Do it for like one, two, three days. And then you're going to have enough data to look at it and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm drinking coffee. Like I'm drinking three cups of coffee. No wonder I'm like totally wired at night and can't go to sleep. And then I'm exhausted in the morning. So you're going to see some obvious things. Now, if you don't see some obvious things, that's when you seek help, you know, and that is what I do. I'm a lifestyle coach. I help women and men who have, you know, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. And I also help people who are just not feeling their best and they would like to get more energy and feel better, maybe lose a few pounds if, if that's even important to you or not, get you set up on a right movement plan, a right nutrition plan, and even a sleep schedule. So there's a lot of things that we can cover just in a coaching call. So if that is you and you need help, then please reach out to me. My email is rayannmullins at gmail, super duper easy. Or you can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. But by the way, sometimes I forget to go check those other folders on Instagram. I need to do better about that. So um, I'm going to do that actually right now as soon as I'm done with this. But you can send me a message and we can um, you know, do a consultation and see if, if we're a good fit to work together or not. So you guys, thanks so much for being here. I look forward to uh, catching you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.